Hi, babes. Welcome to The Pleasure Portal, a podcast for women desiring to embody their fierce, wild, feminine magic, reclaim their deepest soul desires, and unleash the passion, pleasure, and fulfillment they know in their bones is their birthright. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant, a love, intimacy, and relationship educator and pleasure alchemist. I'm curious, has your pleasure ever been on the back burner? Have you ever felt like your pleasure doesn't matter? Have you experienced your feminine power being minimized, ignored, or suppressed? If so, this is the place for you. Because in this podcast, we're writing a whole new story together. We're a community of fierce femmes who are done with the binds of repression. We're the women who desire a pleasurable sex life, sacred connection with ourselves, and intimate partnership with another without having to give up or hide parts of who we are. We're the modern witches who until now have had to hide or suppress our sacred gifts. Together, we're unhooking from the binds that mute our greatest expression. We're dialing up that turn on full tilt. We're creating right relationship with our emotions, our power, our enchantment alchemy, and our womb wisdom. Each episode, I'll bring to you a mix of pleasure alchemy, embodiment education, love, sex, and relationship insights, and ultimately an invitation home to your fierce feminine magic. We are reclaiming it all. Down and in we go. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Pleasure Portal. I am so thrilled today to invite my incredible witchy sister friend, Emily Hazel, into a dripping with pleasure conversation today. She like you are just such an enchantress like when I think of you I'm like I just get turned on just by thinking of you and whatever you might be doing like frolicking through the forest or like adorning yourself with like all of this gorgeous jewelry like I even put on jewelry today because I'm like Em's gonna be wearing jewelry I just know she's gonna so I need to up my my jewelry adornment game here and put on some lingerie and put on some jewelry, give it a little twinkle and sparkle. I'm like, yeah, you definitely inspire me in that department. And there's just this radiance that comes from you no matter what you're doing. And especially in the last few years, I've really watched this blossoming happen with you where I see you just reclaiming more and more and more of who you've always been. And it is so juicy and so delicious and really inspiring to watch. So I'm thrilled to be able to introduce you to my community and to share that magic with everybody here today. Like so excited. Mm, wow. Okay. I need to breathe because I'm, <laughs> that intro has already got me sweaty. Like <laughs> that in. Thank mm. you. Thank very, you. Thank you welcome. from my depths for that. Enchantress. I'm totally going to yeah. Just launch a program titled that. Sure. Thanks, Kels. You're welcome. <laughs> I won't credit you. <laughs> Great. That's perfect. That's how things go on the internet these days anyway. So it's fine. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. It's so great to be here. Yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled. And like we both share like this uh, love for pleasure alchemy. So I'd love to start our conversation there and just get your spin, your take on how pleasure alchemy lands in your body, how it expresses in your life. And then we'll see where this wet and wild conversation takes us. Mm, such a good place to start because these times are asking for our transformation to speed up and mm -hmm. I feel that anything else but pleasurable alchemy is taking the long way round. Yeah. So we can, we can change matter from matter, but it's dense and it's hard and it's gritty and hustly. And it has all these qualities of mm, perpetuating struggle and suffering. Mm -hmm. And so for me, pleasure alchemy is about creating change through effortlessness, mm. creating sustainable transformation through ease and grace mm. that's not to say that it's not grimy at times yeah but it's really about taking ownership of how mm, we are the interpreter of our sensations mm. and it's only the meaning that we assign to them that either make it feel good or make it feel bad or you know create the, the label and the judgment mm -hmm. so that those two words first landed for me after 
one of my very first medicine journeys. And I realized that for me in a group of people that were having a really hard time sitting with themselves and I just got to play for a day. I just had this beautiful enchanting experience. I sat in circle afterwards and felt like I had to create a more serious and, and struggle type of story to fit in with everybody else mm-hmm. to, to not risk, you know, being, being better than anyone or superior or having a better time or, um, you know, more privilege or, you know, the easy for some kind of vibe. Like there was just all this guilt around things feeling easy for me. And yet every time I returned to ceremony, that continued to be the two words to come through pleasurable alchemy, pleasurable alchemy, bring it through your body with effortlessness, Mm. you know, transmute through presence, through dropping from mind into, you know, the magic of, of transforming energy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel you sister. I love that. We're both like, if, if you're just listening to the podcast right now, um, Emily and I are both like swaying in a circle. <laughs> and she's talking about this, like the body just wants to move. The more we talk about it, like for me, it's like this huge homecoming. Like this is a remembrance. Like this is my natural set point. And I've just been conditioned the majority of my life to go against my natural set point. And it was a similar experience for me. It wasn't in sacred ceremony, but it was, I think it was in a meditation or breath work where this came through. And I'm like, life is feeling really dense and really hard. And like, what the fuck am I doing? life is actually meant to feel ease like like that ease and that magic and I'd lost touch with that part of myself for a little while so I needed to recultivate that relationship and coming back into the body and you know being open for miracles and open for magic and all of that just started to reawaken these things that I had always known and it seems like that's very similar to what you're describing. Like it's just a reawakening or a remembering of something that is really anchored and encoded into your cells. Mm. I think it's about making space for it to be easy unapologetically for me. It's not as if I ever forgot, I think, you know, I've always been the person to, (laughs) to ask like those tragic cheesy sales infomercials where they're like there's got to be a better way that that's my mantra all the time I look out at the world and I'm like there's got to be a better way than this surely Mm -hmm. and those gaps are just getting shorter and shorter now that that I allow myself to have the easier way the better way Mm -hmm. I love that so what does a day in the life of ease look like for you oh I love this question hmm because more and more I'm just realizing the ideal day is, is most of my days. Um, and that doesn't always mean that it's, it's the checklist of all of my dreamy activities, but it feels the way I want it to feel. So for example, yesterday I woke up around dawn. I immediately put my favorite music on in my ears and walked outside barefoot, walked through the creek, put my, put my hands on the earth. Oh, stood in front of the sunrise and just had 10 minutes of connecting to my breath, my body, a little shake and dance. I brew some coffee or cacao and either jump into my journal, read my scripts, do something else that feels good, might pull some cards, whatever's flowing. And then I sit in what I call a summoning session with my business mm-hmm. entity. So I ask my business, what is it that it wants from me that day and how I can clear my channel the most for whatever creative project wants to come through and be made mm. manifest. So that's kind of how the rest of the day is, is structured um, through that one priority task, I guess. And lots of breaks, lots of breaks to dance, to move, to sing, to use my voice, to connect with friends, to... Uh, film stories to just share the process, the mess and the magic of the process instead of the final product. Because Mm -hmm. for me, nothing ever really feels final. Even when I launch something, even when I facilitate something, it's always 
evolving and changing form. So I like to share the the unraveling and the unfurling of it. Mm. I love that element of like the mess and the magic because so much of social media these days is just such a, it's, it's always been a highlight reel, but now it's like this ultra filtered highlight reel where like nothing's really real anymore. Like people's faces aren't even real anymore. <laughs> I just, my roommate just messaged me because of a filter I used for the first time yesterday made my lips like, all you know like they'd been filled yeah. she's like oh my gosh what happened to your face it looks like I've got lip fillers which no judgment like mm-hmm. do your thing but for me my my lips in real life are not that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, um but it's a it's a creative expression opportunity right like social mm-hmm. media like everything is this neutral playing field that then we get to write the stories around so for those of us that identify as creatives, which I think personally is everybody, it's like this really accessible channel for us to um, find our creative footing, I guess, mm-hmm. and, you know, curate and create like our colours and, and our words. And, you know, we're always casting spells with the language that we're putting out there. So with your posts, with your stories, there's this... Um, like you're using it, using it as your vision board, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I love interacting with social media in that way because it it reminds me that I'm in control of the channels that I watch and consume, right? Absolutely. I'm not a victim to it. I get to I get to choose what comes in. I get to choose what I consume, and most of all, I get to choose to be a creator, not just a consumer. Mm-hmm. Mm, so good. I was experiencing a lot of density around social media like towards the end of 2020 and then like that exact realization like hold on I'm not a victim here (laughs) I literally have control over who I follow and what I allow into my vortex like let's just do a little clean house like I haven't cleaned house for a while so maybe it's just time for a revamp get some new fresh energy in there or like remove some energy that I'm no longer driving with. And that's okay. It is Mm -hmm. okay to reinvent and to restructure and to be the conscious creator of what I am exposing myself to. And I love what you said about using social media as a vision board, because Mm -hmm. now after I've done the cleaning house, that's exactly how it feels. Whenever I go on, I feel lit up. I'm inspired. I'm like, "Mm!" get a little boost and then, okay, off to frolic again. Like I'm going to make some, some songs or like create something over here or just like dance around in lingerie in my apartment, like whatever feels like flow. (laughs) And it's not like this dense energy anymore. And like that, and that's, I think part of my dance is like, I remember these things and then I forget them and then I remember them and then I forget them. And like the periods of time between like just being in the remembrance become longer and longer, but there are, you know, pockets of time in history where I get pulled into, you know, the more conscious collective, maybe more the unconscious collective. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And oh my then it's just a matter of like coming back to myself and be like, hold on, like, who, who am I? Like, what am I declaring for myself in my life? And is my environment around me supportive of what I'm ultimately co-creating with the universe? So I love that you just dropped that nugget in. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And for those of us that are you know, in, in the work, which for mm-hmm. those of you that are just listening, I totally just, what's this called? Air quotes. Funny if we're in the work if we're you know doing a a deep dig of something within us social media is the soundboard for that in which we are exploring right and I think it's really important for us when we move out of that exploration and we actually come to this sense of completion through an initiation Mm -hmm. that we do give ourselves the permission to um, as you said, clean house, like, oh, I might not be dealing with that breakup anymore. And so all that content that I'm consuming, that is just this constant reminder of the grief and the, and the questioning and the self-inquiry 
is that of service anymore for me right mm -hmm. now? Perhaps I'm at a place where I want to see photos of beautiful things and Airbnbs I want to stay at and clothes. Like that's totally okay too, right? I just wanted to offer that into the space because it's so, um, it's so easy for us in the, mm, I call it the self-help suck hole, <laughs> to, to continually find things to work on and to fix. Mm -hmm. And it's coming from a place of brokenness rather than from a place of curiosity in which we can kind of play pretend that that's what it is, but we're always offering that loop to ourselves that, oh, you know, I've just seen this thing on, on um, gosh, I don't even know, like some, some kind of trauma and maybe I've got that too. Let's do mm -hmm. some exploring that. It's like, let's not get obsessed with doing the work and miss the point mm -hmm. of, the beauty and the fun and the joy and the playfulness that is available to us right now. And again, social media is one way to, to rebound that back at you, that reminder of, Oh, what actually does bring me joy? You know, I want to look at cat memes. I want to look at funny videos. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, said. I just lifted my, my hand for everyone listening. <laughs> like that's so me. Cat memes are me. <laughs> Love that so much. Yeah, it, it's so true what you're saying. Like, and I recently have gotten to a point of like, okay, I've hit my limit now with all the trauma talk. Like I've been deep in that vortex for the last couple of years. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm done with it. Not that I'm, you know, like minimizing people's trauma or the importance of that work. Like that work is so valid and so important, but there comes a time where we have to move out of that portal and into a new one. And if we don't, then we just stay, as you say, looking for things that are wrong that we need to fix. And like, oh, maybe I do have that, that trauma or that thing, or like, oh, I guess this, like, I have all of these issues that I need to unearth from the origin of time. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's perfectionism in yeah. a, in a, like a cacao drinking mala bead wearing costume. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, you can feel it, right? And what really irks me too about that, I love that you just said that, that you're done, because that's the kind of that's the kind of sass I really love in my circle. I'm like, mm -hmm. what is everyone thinking that nobody's saying? Yes. And for me, it irks me that we have to have these disclaimers. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's valuable for other people, but for me right now. I recently had the experience where someone, <laughs> a beautiful friend of mine, invited me to a like a share circle event, mm -hmm. like this, this kind of cuddle puddle kind of vibe. And I declined. Mm -hmm. Not not my jam. I you know, from it's just it's just not my thing. I don't yeah. want to do that. And his response was, Are you afraid of being vulnerable in front of other people? Uh. And I'm like, dude. It's just something that I don't want to do right now. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where we can all get on our spiritual high horses. If we've yes. just discovered something about ourselves and then suddenly we, we look out from that lens and we're like, oh my gosh, my mother doesn't know that. And my friend doesn't know that. And my sister doesn't know that. So let me try and just, you know, vomit all of this wokeness over them. Mm. And again, just totally skip over the point of doing air quotes, the work, which yeah. is compassion, love, okayness with what is. Mm -hmm. And also just owning that you'll always be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of, like how liberating. I'll always be fucked up in some way. Yeah, I'm going to mess it up. I'm how freeing up. is that? And it gives, at least it gives me permission to go and live my life instead of like being in reaction to what's happening. I'm like, I'm just going to go and be the conscious creator of my life. Sometimes I'm really going to hit the mark and other times I'm going to fuck shit up royally. Like there, and there's this like expectation sometimes that gets put on educators or thought leaders or coaches or therapists of perfection. Like, mm -hmm. oh, if you're teaching in this arena, that must mean that you have every single thing figured out 100% of the time. And if you fall from grace, if you reveal your humanity, we are going to rip you to shreds because we can't be with the fact that you might be a mortal human. <laughs> 
and then the social media mob comes for you. And I'm like, this is not it. Like, this is not what I'm giving my attention and my energy to. Like, I want people to feel free in being able to make mistakes and being able to fuck shit up and then know how to clean it up. Like, mm. me, that's much more valuable than trying to get it right all the time because that's exhausting. And like, there's no fun in that. There's no pleasure in that. Like, let's just, you know, be mindful to a degree and go live our lives. And if we have to clean things up, well, that's when you take out your toolbox. That's the whole point of doing this work is when you fuck shit up, cause you will, <laughs> you've got some tools to repair either interpersonally or get back into alignment with yourself or get into right relationship with the earth, like whatever it is, like that's why we do the work in my opinion is to have those tools for those times when we're like, oh yeah, I made a mistake or I really messed that up or yeah, I'm not proud of the thing that I just said over there. Like, But this need for perfection is really grating on my nerves lately. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is just things that Emily and Kelsey are grinding their gears about. <laughs> two, two angry women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. That pressure is, that would pickle me, you know, and that kind mm -hmm. of pressure also keeps me in hiding. Yeah. It makes me not want to become visible as the visionary because mm -hmm. when I reveal that fullness of fucked upness, yeah. And somebody's placed me on a pedestal. How risky is mm -hmm. that of the hate, the rejection, the, the, you know, exposing yourself to those projections yeah. can feel really dangerous on our nervous system. So 100%. yeah, if we all gave each other the permission slip to, to not be perfect, mm -hmm. oh, how much more fun would we have? It's just such a relief. <laughs> And then we can like go back to playing with each other. Like as I was talking about this in my recent course that I'm doing and we did a module on play and I asked them like, when was the last time you asked your friends if they wanted to go play with you? Probably in elementary school was the last time that that happened. Why? Why do we stop asking our friends if they want to go play or our partners if they want to go play? Like, why must everything be so serious all the time? Like, let's have a little fun here. Like, let's lighten the mood. Let's laugh. Let's play. And like our mutual friend, Julian Haig, he really like brought this back to me in a really big way. I think it was probably four years ago, four or five years ago. And he asked me that. He's like, do you want to go play? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll be by your house in five minutes. And we went to the playground and we played. Like we were five. It was amazing. And I, I mean, he's a fellow Leo. So like, I'm not surprised. And like, we're fellow fire signs. So like, I'm not <laughs> surprised that we're sparking this alive in each other. But I think that's an important part of, you know, the pleasure alchemy as well as like bringing back the play, bringing back the presence, bringing back that permission slip to be fully human, but also not get stuck in the, you know, seriousness of it all. And like, can we bring some levity back to the conversation? What do you think about that? Mm. Mm. Just full body, <laughs> full body resonance. Yeah. I'm really loving right now, challenging myself to find um, not mentors, but to find, I guess, my source, my inspiration from people that are unapologetically themselves. Mm -hmm. Like I've been listening to different, you know, different podcasts or reading different books. Um, I recently read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. If anybody hasn't read that yet, it's like, <gasps> but, you know, he, he's like the most legendary life coach without even realizing it, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love watching Bill Burr and Joe Rogan, their comedy on Netflix just immediately severs through any of that seriousness mm. because they make, they're so clever. They make, um, they make humor their tool for transformation. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're adding fuel to the fire, but they're actually like putting water on the fire yeah. through, through laughter and, and through, um, a zoom out perspective of so mm -hmm. many of these big, big topics that are super serious and super yeah. hard and, and heavy for a human heart 
to carry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I totally agree with you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Humor as a transformational tool will always be one of my favorite things. Like, you know me, I love to laugh and I have an epic laugh. It would be <laughs> such a disservice to the world if I stopped laughing. And in order for me to continue laughing, I need to have a sense of humor about myself and my life and my humanness, but also be cultivating those pieces of comedy, whether it's in my friends and like we just go on some ridiculous tangent and we're pissing ourselves laughing or it's a comedian or a show. Like I'm lately into like shows that just feel a lot lighter. Like I have no interest in watching something that's dense or heavy. I'm like, there's enough of that on this planet right now. Like give me the comedy, give, and like the raunchy comedy, like yeah. let it be okay. dirty, like so <laughs> dirty. And I voice memo a couple of my girlfriends every day and I'll, we do like, I know you do scripting work too. And so we obviously speak about our desires as though they've already happened in like explicit detail. And so I'll go on these voice memo tangents where I'm talking about a future partner and like a a sex scene that I've seen play out in my head and I will be so explicit in the detail and then I'll just like crack a joke in the middle of it. And I'm like, this, this is the magic. This is the deliciousness of life. Like, let me play with this. And then they'll write me back and they're like, I'm so turned on right now. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's working. It's working. All right, I'm going there then. I'm telling the story of, of a successful manifestation script from, yes, from Kelsey and me in, in the flesh. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's been many actually, but this yeah, one is very been. memorable because the experience still lingers in the cells of my body. Um, it had been a dry summer in 2019 <laughs> and me and Kelsey and another friend, Freya, were sitting drinking a cocktail at a bar one afternoon in the sun. And I was whinging and complaining that there was no men in Vancouver and they were all too passive and they wouldn't initiate. And me as this feisty Aussie just wanted to be approached and taken. And that wasn't happening for me. I think my my desperado energy was so strong that it probably just repelled <laughs> any potential partner. <laughs> for that Maybe. But all I was looking for was one final weekend camping and the bonus of that being a, an intimate exchange with a man let's call it that and so Kelsey just sits back in her chair and she looks at me swirling a cocktail with this like <laughs> sass face like uh have you cast a spell <laughs> and so I was like well shit I'm casting spells of repellent by saying how frustrated I am that there's no one in my field yeah and I asked for a man in a van because I wanted both the camping and the man mm-hmm. and, and the, you know, the outdoor experience all in one. And Kel said, well, if, if it rhymes, it makes it double as potent. <laughs> so there's a little hot tip for everybody making their prayers, just mm-hmm. make them rhyme and it will mm-hmm. happen quicker. So we cheers our glass over me manifesting a man in a van so that I could have it all. And less than two days later, this guy who we'd crossed paths so many times, I'm sure of it, in our favorite cafe. But this time it, w- we found each other and mm-hmm. he's still a great friend to this day. But our first date, if you could call it that, was him taking me up to Squamish in his van to go for a hike and mm-hmm. go sleep by the river and a bunch of other things mm-hmm. <laughs> that totally mm-hmm. rocked my world. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is the power of our prayer, right? But the yeah. power of, of the humor and the fun and the playfulness mm-hmm. behind it. And, oh, I'll just never, I'll never forget how fucking funny that was when he did come. <laughs> when I looked at him, I was like, oh, shit. I mm-hmm. bet he's got a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I remember that. And I love that you just shared that story because I get to relive it in my body as you're telling it. And I'm like, I said that? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I said it's <laughs> like this, this all-knowing unshakability. Like, uh, have you cast a spell? Like, what are you even doing with your life? You're <laughs> casting a spell about what you want. 
<laughs> Girl, get your shit to come on. Come on. <laughs> it's actually one of my favorite things to do. Like um, I wave my index finger yeah. and that's my, my magic wand. If I don't have a wand with me, but like I am constantly casting spells with my energy and with my words and with my laughter and with my sassiness. And like, I think it's such a powerful, potent tool for people to reclaim. And like, there are so many elements of that story that, you know, kind of came together for it to happen as quickly as it did. (laughs) And one of that, the elements is like the high vibration of laughter, of play. So we were in like a peak state of energy when that insight dropped in of like, duh, cast a spell. (laughs) And, and because we're amplifying each other's energy in sisterhood. So I also think it's very magical that there was three of us there. I love the number three and, you know, that's a great energy to play with when you're casting spells and working with magic, you know, and then just like the detail, like you went into such detail of what you were looking for. And I, I know in some of my clients there, they don't want to be detailed because they're almost afraid of being let down. I'm like, you're going to get let down the more vague you are. Like the more detailed, the more turned on your body is getting, the more radiant you're becoming. And it's almost like the signal that you're sending out into the universe becomes much more bright and clear the more detailed you get because you're getting turned on. You're getting lit up from the inside out. And like, there's just so much to that that I, I could talk about this all day long and be so excited. <laughs> it reminds me of a spell that I cast like I guess it's like 11 years ago now it's still one of the most memorable spells that I've ever cast and it was in one of my scripting sessions where I was writing out my ideal partner and I was like real sassy at this point in my life where I was writing ridiculous things into this scripting session because it's almost like I was kind of testing the universe, like mm-hmm. that, almost that, that arrogance. I was like, yeah, we'll see. Like, let's see you bring this to me, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. And so one of the things that I had asked for was someone who was really accepting and tolerant in who they are and who would let me cover him in glitter. Reasonable, reasonable. Totally reasonable. And so I end up meeting this amazing guy randomly one day like my girlfriend and I we were walking home from Gastown it's a community downtown in Vancouver and one of our friends who was with us he's like oh I gotta go into this shopper's drug mart to get food we're like who goes into a drugstore to get food you're so weird <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're gonna wait outside so we wait outside he goes in he to get me yeah <laughs> mere mortal <laughs> He goes inside and we're standing outside of the store and this guy comes up and starts talking to us. And he's like, I just got here from Amsterdam. Like, could you recommend something for me to do? And at this point, like I have no interest in meeting someone, which is ironic because I did my scripting about my future partner, but I was just like in my like high vibe. I'm like, ugh, don't bother me kind of attitude. And I was like, yeah, maybe just like rent a bike or something. was so not helpful and he asked if he could have my phone number I'm like stranger danger I don't give my phone number out to people I don't know (laughs) but if you want to add me on Facebook I'll do the deep creep and if I like what I see then we can kind of go from there so we did we added each other on Facebook and then we went for coffee a few days later and we were talking about manifesting he's like what do you mean manifesting and I'm like you know what it's probably just easier if I show you what Muggles. I mean <laughs> I'm like so I'm gonna manifest playing you a song on a guitar by the time we're done our our coffee here he's like what do you mean you don't have a guitar I'm like exactly I'm gonna manifest one <laughs> just like so sassy and so we continue on our coffee and then this guy I'm not even shitting you walks by with a guitar case and I stop him I'm like hey this is gonna sound weird but can I borrow your guitar to play my friend a song 
He's like, oh yeah, I was just going to go in the coffee shop and get a coffee. So I'll leave my guitar here for you and I'll just pick it up when I leave. I'm like, wow, that's very trusting. <laughs> Thank you. And so I pick up the guitar and play it. And then, so now we're like really off to the races with this guy. He's very enrolled with my witchiness. Like also like maybe a little afraid. The starry but, eyes. Just yeah, like, what wow. is happening? So we continue to see each other. We go on a series of dates. The first night that we sleep together, it is the most extraordinary sex I've ever had. And that was also written into my script. I'm like, of course, non-negotiable. And this is where it gets real good. So the next morning he gets up, goes and gets his coffee, brings back the coffee with one of those like free magazines of like, what's happening in your city today? And he's like, Kelsey, it's pride parade today. Do you want to go? I'm like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, okay, okay. This is looking good in terms of the acceptance and the tolerance and the embracing of all people like, great, great. So we go up to the pride parade and these three drag Queens, they are so done up. They look glorious. I'm delighted by this. And they see my partner and they're like all starry eyed for him they're like you are so handsome and they pull him into their little circle and they start like pulling up his shirt and taking his shirt off and he is loving it I'm like oh my god it's a checklist on my on my list this is amazing we go continue on with our frolicking end up in a beer garden somewhere I'm dancing and I turn around there's this guy behind me and he has two pots of glitter no fucking joke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's like give me your hands so I ha- like hold out my hands. He dumps glitter into them and I turn around. My partner's behind me and he sees that I have glitter all over my hands. He's like, you know what? You may as well just wipe it on me because it's going to get on me anyway. And I'm like, he lets me cover him in glitter. <laughs> yes. You got to ask for what you want. Exactly. Ask for what you want. Be very, very clear, very, very specific. And it becomes such a fun unfolding. The more we start to play with our capacity to create from pleasure. Like when I wrote those things in the script, it was coming from a place of play and pleasure, a little bit of sassiness of like, let's see you pull this one off. But like, there was just so much aliveness in that co-creation And then it just unfolded in a way that I could never have even imagined. Just like what you were sharing, like that happened so fast for you. And it, like it unfolded in a way that was beyond magical. When you message me and you're like, so it happened. (laughs) (laughs) I just send her a photo of this guy and his fan in the forest. (laughs) And the synchronicity though, Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, because you are really claiming those details, then the play doesn't just happen when the final manifestation occurs, like the man or the money or the career, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's all these little things along the way that then just like snap, crackle, pop your vibration up high because yes. you're like, oh, that thing also happened. Like, that's fun. And, oh, mm-hmm. this must be working. Okay. I'm just going to, you know, keep opening and trusting to this. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's how powerful we are. You know, we deny ourselves of, these little gifts of life because we're we're afraid of either not receiving them or we are afraid of declaring what we really want and mm. um this this claiming energy is something i'm really playing with at the moment of like being the energetic cock of my life yes. and my business where you know i think first unleashing the feminine in me we we always like go one way and then the other and then we find out we call the brim right so when I didn't have feelings for so long and open to my feminine. (laughs) Then I was just there for like a year. I was just like, oh, playing in my fields and letting everything up, up to life and, and going on the, I guess the timeline of, of life and not making any of those masculine declarations for myself or not being the container for myself. And so I've swung this other way now where I'm kind of feeling out what it means to be in that center, what it means to be Mm. both masculine Mm. and feminine and play with those energies within me in terms of manifesting, right? Like it's in terms of everything of how, how to run a business, how to show up in life, how to, you know, create, but I I like to call it the, the dominatrix creatrix Mm. in me Mm. because it just has this like 
smooth, mm. sexy, sassy, strong. Yes. Kind of vibe to it. Right? I feel like I'm putting on my black leather. Like, all right, life, this is what I mm-hmm. fucking want. Mm-hmm. Now deliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally feel so turned on right now. I'm pretty sure it's like a gusher right now. <laughs> our intention has been fulfilled you know getting wet and talking about magic here yes. <laughs> dominatrix yes. creatrix i am taking that on like that yeah. is so delicious i will credit you with that by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that so much mm-hmm. and just bringing those two energies together like I love what you said about being like the conscious cock of your business and your life. Like, yes, like let's not like hold out for like, you know, that the partner to be able to come mm-hmm. in and Thanks fill us me. up, you know, like how do you fill yourself now? Like, what are you actively declaring for yourself in your life? And then do you have that feminine energy that's fine tuned and turned on so that it can flow and like stir up the magic for you and bring all of those pieces into formation? Like they work in tandem with each other. And like, you just inspired me. Like, I just want to go create now. I'm like, okay. Like I have energy of a thousand suns. I know we just had the full moon in Leo, but like, I'm feeling like the energy of a thousand suns just with that one piece that you brought forward here. Like, oh, I love it so much. So, so Mm. much. It's so beautiful to enter back into that phase after For me personally, I've been in such a winter the last three months and, um, you know, the, the, the lack of ideas, the lack of clarity, the void Mm -hmm. or the, um, you know, the magic dark as Lacey Phillips calls it, where things are being woven and your only job is to wait. It's just Mm -hmm. so, it's so hard when you do know the archetype of the dominatrix creatrix to then you know, surrender back into softness and, and um, yeah, this almost passive productivity where you're just kind of like flailing around. That has been my season the last three months as I, as I, I turned 27 and I knew that was going to be a big death of sorts. And so these last few months, I've just kind of been hanging out, playing, skipping mm-hmm. around exactly how you imagine me frolicking in the forest. <laughs> And as of yesterday, like literally with the full moon, I just felt this electrocution Mm. of readiness Mm. to now leap into the spring. And it just feels Mm. so great that we're having this conversation now, like my womb's literally swelling and pulsating for, for this new, new creative energy. So fun. Mm. I love that you shared that because I was in a, a long, like an extended winter from like when my relationship ended or like the beginning of the unraveling, which would have been in June until the winter solstice here in Canada, which was December 21st. So I was in almost a six month holding pattern where Mm. it felt like there was, there was nothing to generate, like no matter what I'm trying to do, like it's not there. Like, and I'm usually a pretty open channel where things are flowing. I'm a manifesting generator. I got 20 projects on the go at once (laughs) and nothing, like nothing was coming. I'm like, this is so enraging, (laughs) but also knowing like this is happening for a reason. And perhaps like, this is just as much part of the magical weaving, as you say, as those pockets of time where you're very productive and you're creating like a mad woman. And then mm-hmm. on the solstice, I did a breathwork session with a Kundalini yoga. It was a workshop and they can combine both of the things. And there's this huge cathartic release that happened. And then the portal opened and all of a sudden the downloads came in so clear, so clean like, this is what you're creating in 2021. And this is what you have to let go of. Yes. And there's always a death where there's, there's always death. a death. And the death was my year of love masterclass, which is like my, my wow. baby, like my, my big thing that's like, I've been running that since 2014. And, but it's also allowed me to coast a little bit. And my former partner called me out on that. He's like, you have so much capacity to like be huge in this industry, but like 
it's, it's almost like you're, you've capped yourself by just running this program and like you're comfortable, like you live a very nice lifestyle and like you don't really have to expand if you continue doing that project. And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't tell me don't what tell to me do. What to do. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he was right. <laughs> I will give him credit for I that. I hope he's too. not listening. <laughs> he probably isn't, but I will give him credit for that because he really did see that so early on. And I wasn't ready to see that early on in our relationship. And I really value that he had the courage to bring that forward and tell me something that not necessarily I wanted to hear, but I needed to hear. And he planted the seed for that. And then it just took, you know, a year and a half for it to really germinate to a point where I'm like, oh, I see what you were saying. (laughs) And it makes sense. And so now it's like doing the scary thing of like announcing that I'm letting go of that program and like I'm not running it again and stepping into these new portals of creation, which now that I've made more of that transition, I'm like, oh, I feel so alive. Like, and now I'm getting even more insights and more revelations of where I'm being pulled to next. And it's the same like pull I felt when I moved to Vancouver. I'm starting to get another stirring like that, but moving across the world. I'm like, oh God, (laughs) that's wild. Okay. Okay. I'm like, I know this feeling. I know what this is about. And like, I'm being signaled and I'm being guided and I'm being pulled to the next chapter of my story, which probably won't be in North America, which is wild and Mm. exciting and juicy. And like, the more I think about it, I get so turned on. And I just take yeah, one action. Yes. And like, I just take one action a day. I'm like, okay, let me go. The, the city is London. Like I'm being pulled to London and I'm like, huh, this is interesting. And so I just take one action a day. I'm like, I'm just going to look at apartments for five minutes and see how that feels and lands in my body. I've been searching for a new apartment in Vancouver for the last year and a half. I haven't found shit that wow. really turns me on. I was looking for 10 minutes the other night and I found five apartments that it was a full body yes to. I'm like, hmm, that's not a sign. I don't know what it is. So yeah, I I love playing in the magic with you. This is so fun. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that we, that the feminine will give to the masculine when we restore a little more harmony to the collective at large is this reverence for the process Mm -hmm. and also understanding of the seasons yes because the masculine is only concerned with a linear and logical um what's this trajectory yes you know it just wants it just has the mountain peak at the focus and how do we just get there Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't take into consideration like the the terrain and, and the changing weather and, mm-hmm. you know, where you fall over and break a leg along the way, right? And it just gets discouraged from that. Whereas the yeah. feminine, she'll play on the trail and stop mm-hmm. for a nap and bathe in the waters and doesn't really give a shit about the peak of the mountain mm-hmm. because she knows that there is another one and another one and another one at the, and you're in a valley of endless mountain peaks. That's what life really is, right? And so that is, that's such a gift to the masculine. And, and that's not just to say men, that's, that's the masculine in us as well to um, just to relax and into the process and yes. to enjoy the process rather than be so obsessed with the result. Like we are mm-hmm. such a, a society obsessed with results. And for me and my business, this has been one of the, the most challenging aspects because I don't sell the destination which is exactly what you should be selling right Mm -hmm. every single marketing thing ever is like sell the result what's the problem you're solving and for me I don't want to operate from the blueprint that there are always problems to solve yes I want to I already want to launch into the world where there aren't problems to solve there is only a circulation of the gifts that we have to give each other Mm -hmm. so that's uh that's been interesting to play with in my in my own business yeah. But also this appreciation for the seasons where the, the death and the winter 
or even the autumn where everything's falling mm-hmm. away, you know, and your life's crumbling and relationships end or you get fired or you lose all your money or you get in an accident or all these things where typically the response is shit that's bad like I feel sorry for you or or I have pity for you which is what I think 2020 and and the experience we're in at the moment globally is really inviting of us is what's our relationship to death yeah what's our relationship to the crumbling and as you said in your personal story, you know, like how can we open to the potential, the, the portal that we're stepping through and how exciting that is, the new frontier, mm-hmm. right? Like that's what we're fucking here for. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you want stability? Why would you want security? That's been an illusion all along anyway. So to hold on to whether it's your personal relationship whether it's your personal course right for me I'm Mm. also experiencing that too Mm. where I've coasted for since the start of my business with a service that I have that is no longer with me at all and I'm going through this shedding of shit what does it mean to not be that role anymore um but this is what this is what we in this space as embodied leaders can show others I think that if we're leading by leaping first into the wild unknown and showing everybody that we can dust ourselves off and do a little dance shed like, the skin okay yeah. you guys like it's okay then they will follow i feel like this is like the perfect time to transition into our rapid fire because that was, right. you, you just tie that up real nice <laughs> well done <laughs> see we didn't plan that like that was like that was totally us in our feminine flow like we had a little bit of structure here today and then we just you know danced along the trail as you say yeah. okay what has pleasure been the portal for most recently in your life oh the first thing that come up was sadness mm. that was really interesting um i have a new lover and I have never received so much in my mm. life from this lover. And oh, I even feel the emotion right now. Like it gives me shakes of the places where he can take me to from, from how held I feel. Mm. Just unlocks this well of sadness for me. Like I don't know how many times I've cried with him from receiving pleasure from him. And it's just, mm. it's just so it's so beautiful and it's so fun and so powerful to have um, that visceral experience and the physical response of my body, like alchemizing that energy in me. That's like so far deep down. Um, And also having him be part of that process unconditionally has been really special. I love that so much. So, so much. Um, Okay. What is one thing you wish the world would embrace when it comes to pleasure? The dirty, wild, profane, feral. Yes. (laughs) I had a feeling that was going to be part of your answer. (laughs) Uh, Who is someone that is currently inspiring you with their pleasure embodiment? Ooh. I say myself. Yes. We're so on yeah. the psychic train. I was like, yeah. she's going to say herself. <laughs> like there's a whole other podcast being recorded in, in the <laughs> telepathic realm. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All the, all the words and the visions behind the words that we're speaking. Um, yeah, myself, I'm, I'm zooming out of my body occasionally and just like applauding myself. There's like this future version that keeps visiting my present self being like, keep going keep letting it in keep opening more keep tasting it keep smelling it keep sipping it like this real activation of my sensuality on steroids it's Mm -hmm. it's really delicious that makes me smile so big like my cheeks hurt from smiling so much (laughs) this is amazing um what are you most turned on about in your life right now oh <laughs> oh, I've already mentioned my lover, so he he can 
he knows that that's definitely a turn on. But the second one that come up was money. I'm really turned on for money. Like I am fucking hot for money. You know that opening scene in Hustlers, the the, mm-hmm. the movie about the strippers, mm-hmm. and J Lo comes out in this like sexy little hat and glitter jacket. Oh, and she's just rolling around like dollar bills on her face. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with that. I've taken a bunch of cash out so that I can physically touch money and. Yeah, it just feels like a different, a different kind of lustful adventure with it at the moment. Oh my gosh. Seriously, like I love that we don't talk for like ever. And yet we're literally walking parallel lives. <laughs> like I literally just did this ritual with my money because I also have a lot of bills just around my house and I put them on my altar and I'm like, okay, we need to like spruce up the energy here. I'm going to lay all my money out and I'm going to bless it. I'm going to cleanse it. And then I'm going to roll around in it. And I've also been doing these um, money magic manifestations where I put some of the money underneath my pillow while I self pleasure. And that has been real fun. Yeah. Fucking Yeah. Me and my partner have done that. Like we'll go in to just like say we enter the bedroom we're just like having a chat about business and oh he wants this many people in his next program and I want this much coming in next month and he's like well you know should we fuck on it like (laughs) like, and and just holding that intention of of abundance through that that's what the pleasure portal is Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like you physically are the vessel to birth prosperity and to also experience prosperity I'll never forget what you said uh this was really early on when I met you it might have even been in Spain on retreat you said the 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 female body is literally biologically set up to receive before it can give Mm -hmm. and so when it comes to money love pleasure prosperity like all of it before we can outlay it to anybody else Mm -hmm. We are physically designed to receive it first. And if we're the only ones giving it to us, like that's, that's how it is. That's mm-hmm. ultimately how it is anyway. Um, but I always think about that mm-hmm. when, when I think about, okay, how can I bring through more money? Well, like the bank of self, like mm-hmm. I am the pleasure portal. This is where things are birthed. So <laughs> like, let's go to the bank. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a bank called I'm hot for money? Like that was literally the bank. Like I'm going to the bank hot for money. And like you had to imagine like like... sensual dance to get the money out of your account. I just imagined like a like an open vagina, just you know those money guns where it's like yes, yeah, like an open vagina and the cash just like flows out of it. We gotta make this meme. (laughs) We gotta (laughs) we gotta add it onto our vision board here. Oh my gosh, so good. Okay, I have one more, one more question. If you could whisper a nugget of pleasure wisdom to 13-year-old you, what would you tell her? Wow. Mm. Your blood is sacred. Mm. Your pleasure is necessary. Mm. And how easy can you let it be? full circle (laughs) Mm, I love that so much Em so so much okay so where can everyone find you what are you up to where can people come and dance with more of your magic Mm, well best place I play over at spirited seeker that is my Instagram handle and spiritedseeker.com is my website. There is a bunch of freebies, one including the Feed Your Fantasy Instagram challenge, which is mm. a step-by-step scripting practice, which leads you through seven days of prompts to cover every life area and make your Instagram feed your vision board. That is super fun. So go sign up for that. I also run My business mystery school, Vampire, opens every three months. So the next enrollment is June 1st. And that is just an absolute game changer for babes in biz that want to do it in a different way, in the better way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They might be asking themselves that. And there is also an offering called Badlands, which is for mm, the wild women reclaiming their wet, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
it's going to be a bunch of guest speakers. There's going to be, you know, physical pleasure practices that we teach you and guide you, um, dance, breast massage, like all of the yummy stuff that gets you into your, into your filthy feminine. Mm. Yum, yum. This sounds so good. I can't wait to share this with everybody. <laughs> yeah, and for uh, the Aussies, there will be there will be retreats um, throughout mm-hmm. the year as well. If anybody's over here Incredible. in the land down amazing. Well, Em, thank you so 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 much for your time today and your energy and your magic and your brilliance. Like I feel so lit up and alive every time I talk to you, but this conversation especially it was a nice pleasure activator for me so thank you so much and I am so excited to see you soon thank you so much for having me and for listening in